Ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system? You want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system. And you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 uh, FM on your radio dial. It's Nash Icon. Also, uh, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, uh, NashFM1061.com, and EricAsher.com. All those ways to be able to catch our program, of course, our digital platforms on the World Wide Web, and of course on the airwaves right here at 106.1 Na- uh, Nash F- Nash Icon. Um, four to six each and every weekday. Glad you're in the mix. Anchor app is our uh, podcast because our podcast is everywhere. When your favorite podcasting platform, all you got to do is search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Of course, today is Thursday. Uh, we have the award winning Inside New Orleans Sports this afternoon at 1 o'clock on WLAE-TV. And, of course, uh, live broadcast there, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Hope you checked it out. Sean Bazan of Fox 8 Sports was our guest. Uh, he did a fantastic job, as he always does. Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans all on tap today. Uh, if you missed us, tonight at 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV, you can catch us. Uh, and, uh, of course, at 10 o'clock on the Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. On the, on the Deuce, and then 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms this evening, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, so, again, check, check that out at your leisure. And, of course, all the rebroadcasts we have, it'll be it's on the WLATV YouTube page now. And, uh, yes, you can um, check us out at, uh, on our, um, our website, ericasher.com. Should be, be up there by the end of the weekend, no later than Monday. Um, on our program today, going to be joined by Gary Smith of uh, the Wave Report and Old.com at 4.15. Les East of CrestedySports.com will join us at 4.35. At 5.15, it'll be Ross Jackson of uh, Locked on Saints Podcast, CrestedySports.com, and also Saints Wire. Uh, and then at, uh, at uh, 5.40, it'll be Ron Higgins of... Um, of uh, Tiger, uh, TigerBait.com, I'm sorry, of uh, TigerDetails.com. So he'll join us on the program this week as well. Um, of course, as always, it is Thursday, so that means that our show is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery. Have you been? Have you checked it out? Oh, man. What a great time on Bourbon Street. 215 uh, Bourbon Street, right there on the 200 block of Bourbon Street where all the action is. They're open late, like all Oceana restaurants are. Uh, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week for you. Uh, man, first of all, Cajun Creole Cuisine is finest. The, the, the menu is fantastic. Something for everyone on the menu to be able to enjoy. Um, if you're coming down and you want to enjoy, again, great um, uh, New Orleans cuisine, you can get it there, no problem. But maybe, again, you're not. Maybe, again, you want to you go in a different direction. Uh, because, again, they not only cater to us, the locals, they cater also to um, those out of town. There are dishes on, on the menu that, again, that, uh, you know, hamburgers, uh, barbecue ribs, a bunch of different stuff like that that maybe you can enjoy as well. But I would recommend uh, the Cajun Creole cuisine, which is absolutely fabulous. Um, Extraordinary cocktails that are um, uh, mixed up for you by, again, the the greatest mixologist we have in in the city. Um, It's funny, Johnny Angel, who is a um, local um, musician, uh, was talking this week, uh, put it out on, on social media about his favorite bartender. And, and, and again, uh, one of the best mixologists we have in the city. And, again, he's at Mambo's. So, again, I'm telling you, folks, I've been around uh, the uh, cocktail culture of this town for a long time. Uh, being able to, again, do a show weekly uh, with the Tales of the Cocktail, being part of the, uh, the initial um, uh, run of Tales of the Cocktail, uh, involved in that almost for a decade. And I got to meet so many of these mixologists. A lot of those guys, uh, they work at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And the reason why is, like, it's simple. Uh, at Oceana, uh, they 
they, they, it's not a place where you go and, and you kind of stay stuck in one job. Uh, they are grooming, again, uh, the, the, their, their employees, again, to be able to move up within the organization. And it happens all the time. Um, whether you're a mixologist, uh, you may be a mixologist and a manager. Uh, you maybe might be front of the house. Eventually, again, you might be a manager. So you may be back at the house. Next thing you know, again, you're one of the chefs, head chefs. So that's how it works with, with the Oceana family of restaurants. And that's one of the reasons why, again, they're so happy when, 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 they, when they, you walk in the door, taking care of your every single need. Hey, you want to have an event? They do it like no one else. Fantastic event uh, planners uh, that, again, can, um, can, can make your next event a success. At Old New Orleans Kirkie, they have not one but two uh, Bourbon Street balconies with private rooms and adjacent bathroom, again, that's utilized just for those rooms, a uh, private bar that's in, in, in those rooms as well. Uh, when they're not utilizing those rooms for their private parties, they use that for the overflow for the restaurant. Hey, take a picture in their world-famous stairway. Uh, again, again, where a lot of folks are taking pictures. Some great celebrities have taken pictures there as well. It's just a wonderful dining experience over at Old New Orleans Cookery. Family, friends trying to close that business deal. Uh, you want to find out more, go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. And if you're looking for a career, uh, again, uh, go apply at one of the Oceana family of restaurants because I'm telling you right now, uh, where you start is not where you will finish. Uh, you will be moved up again as as um, uh, as as the harder you work, the, the higher you're going to move up within the organization. Uh, it's one of the reasons why, again, it's one of those happy workplaces where everybody enjoys going to work. Uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, a uh, lot to talk about uh, today. Of course, uh, we're just a couple uh, minutes away from uh, talking about the Tulane Green Wave. Uh, last night, uh, unfortunately, Zion Williamson with a slight ankle sprain. Uh, not expecting to see him tomorrow night in Birmingham uh, as is the final preseason game uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, matter of fact, I, I don't need to see any of, 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 of the major players in, in tomorrow night's game. Uh, they open up the season next um, Wednesday against the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, the, uh, on the 23rd uh, is... Uh, is when they have the home opener against Utah, and that is already sold out, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, give, a, give a round of applause to Pelican fans and those that are on, on the bandwagon right now uh, for selling out, again, the first game against Utah. Uh, it's going to be an exciting season. We talked about it over, over the last few days. You know, what's going to happen here now? Uh, are, are they going to uh, play their starters a lot? Uh, is Willie Green going to now, again, uh, lengthen his bench to maybe 10, 12 players? And I, I like that. Uh, if, they can, if they can win doing that, that's the way I would go. That's the way I would go for sure. Because, again, in the NBA, it's not about the regular season. It's about the postseason. And if you can be healthy, and this team has, again, proven that you know, they have a tough time staying healthy. Uh, if you can be healthy for the postseason, uh, then, again, that's all that counts. So we'll see, again, how that's playing out. And tomorrow, Ali Cassell will join us on the program at 515, and we'll do a deep dive into the Pels. But right now, uh, well, they're, they're the talk of the town, and uh, I'm, I'm so excited. Look, you guys know, anybody that knows me, knew I grew up in uptown New Orleans long before it, it became, uh, again, a uh, place for the, for, for, the, for the New Orleans rich and elite, right? Uh, my, my little house on Webster Street was a little small shotgun uh, house that, uh, uh, you know, in a middle-class neighborhood, that neighborhood now, again, uh, a lot of people couldn't touch that neighborhood in terms of, again, property values. But, again, uh, Went, went, to, went to St. Francis, went to De La Salle, uh, spent uh, so much time on the Tulane campus as a kid, uh, you know, at, at the UC, um, uh, in, 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 the, uh, in the square. Also, again, being at Tulane Stadium, was a Tulane water boy in 1974. Um, just loved Tulane, grew up uh, a Tulane fan uh, uh, long before I was an LSU fan. My uncle was an LSU fan. He used to take us to the LSU Purple Gold game, and, of course, he would get angry with me because I was constantly talking about Tulane. 
Uh, it's been a long time coming for Tulane turning this program around. And I think everybody that, that again, in this city should be excited about the Tulane Greenway. They're 5-1 and one right now. They're undefeated in the American Athletic Conference. And this is a litmus test game for them. Not because of the opponent being so strong. It's because it's an opponent that they need to beat and they should beat. They take it on South Florida uh, in, in Tampa on Saturday. And uh, this is one of those games where you prove that, uh, you know what, we've learned our lesson from USM, and you move forward. If they win, I'm telling you right now, I believe, and I've said it all week long, they will be in the top 25 next week. Uh, but we'll see how that plays out. To break it down for us, a guy who's been there front and center, and I know he's glad. I know he's happy because when, you're, when you're, you're covering a program that's winning, things are a lot happier than, again, the alternative like we saw last year. It is Gary, Gary Smith. He is the um, proprietor and owner of, again, the Wave Report, the most comprehensive look at Tulane athletics, and, of course, also writes for NOLA.com, the Times Pick and the Advocate, and he joins us each and every week on the program. Gary, how are you, bud? Doing well, Eric. You brought back memories because I grew up two blocks from Tulane University uh, uptown, and I spent a ton of time on campus as a kid. I used oh. to get my hair cut at, by the barber on the, at the UC. Used to go to you the see? swimming pool that, of course, used to be yes. at the UC. <laughs> the, big, yes. the big diving board and everything else. I, uh, yeah, uh, gr- gr- great memories. And, and, and you're right, it is much more fun covering a team that, that, that's winning like Tulane is, is, is this year. And, and, and I agree with you. It's a big litmus test this Saturday. It's kind of a scary team, South Florida, because in some ways, they're just awful. I mean, they've won one game against the FBS team in three years under under Jeff Scott. That that that's that's not good. But they played pretty darn well against Florida. Should have mm-hmm. taken them to overtime at the bare minimum. And they played pretty darn well against Cincinnati last week, which makes me wonder about Cincinnati a bit. But they were up in the in the fourth quarter, went for it on fourth and one after falling behind at the twenty five yard line and didn't get it. So they've proven they can play with ranked teams twice this year. Um, the rest of their games, they've been absolutely awful and hopefully for Tulane's sake that's the that's the USF team they'll speak um, um, on Saturday but it is it is a game the way Tulane's defense is playing that defense will show up every week you got to figure Tulane's defense will be able to carry the deal regardless of which offense shows up this Saturday yeah, I'm with you. Can I can I talk about the Ratskeller? Can can I can I talk about yeah. WTOL in the basement of the UC? Well, I used to spend yep. a lot of time there, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get into radio. Look, I got great love for Tulane, and I'm so glad things are turning around for for this um, uh, for this program. And I'm telling you, uh, you know, people should be getting excited about the Green Wave. And and look, it, you mentioned it starts with this defense, a swarming mm-hmm. defense. They tackle well. Yeah. Uh, they adjust. They again, they're smart. They seem to adjust well. Uh, you know, Chris Hampton got a lot of flack last year for the way that defense played mm-hmm. he's come full circle in terms of his ability to really get the yeah. absolute most out of his team yeah and and it's funny when i rewatched the game on, on the tape of the east carolina game i think Tulane's defense missed more tackles in that game than any other game but it didn't matter because they were rallying to the ball that none of the missed tackles resulted in devastating plays which happened over and over again last year and really happens all across football at every level now if one guy missed a tackle there was another guy right there to, fin- to finish the playoff and once again Tulane did not really give up any they gave up one touchdown on a busted coverage but no significant gains after getting just burned to shreds by the same East Carolina team last year, giving up big play after another. And I I really do think this is one of the best tackling teams I've seen at any level in the last decade. (laughs) They're just just so fundamentally sound, and that should make them upset proof um, against a team like South Florida. We'll see what happens. I I really think, Eric, I think this is the best Tulane team since the 1998 undefeated team. I I think it's pretty clear at this point. Now they have to prove it on the field um, Mm -hmm. by winning, but in terms of potential, 
they really haven't. Even their bowl teams haven't. Yeah, you know, their potential's been limited. Every other every year they've made a bowl since 1998. I don't think this team's potential is limited. I, I think this is a team that can and maybe should play for the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. They certainly are on their way. There's no doubt about that. Now look, this is one USM. As I mentioned during the week this week, it hurts you because it's a loss. But it won't be as devastating as if you lose to South Florida within the conference. Again, if you're truly right. again, looking to be able to be a conference champion, this mm-hmm. is one you have to have. Correct. Y- you do. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, they're, they have not lost in conference. They have a chance. Look, they play at Cincinnati in their last regular season game. Mm-hmm. There's a chance. If Tulane keeps playing like they've been playing, there's a chance that they could wrap up a, a bit in the conference championship game before they go to Cincinnati. And boy, wouldn't that be a nice feeling oh. uh, to, to go to that game? Because obviously the top two teams in the league play in that thing. Um, yes. But it, yeah, you, they, they can't slip up this week. They, they've got some. I, I really think they should win most of the games left in their schedule, but they're much tougher than this Saturday on, on paper. UCF's coming to um, Yulman Stadium later this year. Um, that That's going to be an extremely tough game. They've had problems with Memphis in the past. That mm-hmm. could be a tough game. Um, so you, you cannot – you just can't afford to slip up against a team like South Florida, which, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to think about them. Because like, they were down 41-7 to to the same – at halftime to the same ECU team that Tulane held to nine points. And then the next day, um, their coach, Jeff Scott, came out with a press conference explaining how they were only two or three plays away from only being down a seven at the halftime. It was laughable. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they were down 41-7 to and a half, and he was trying to claim they really didn't play that poorly. There were just a couple of plays here, a couple of plays there. But then they go to Cincinnati and almost win um so i i don't know what to make of it and and one other thing about them they're also a very injured team um i, I have a story up on my website the wave report um where the publisher of their rivals.com publication mentions that they have they had at least eight starters out by the end of the cincinnati game so this is not only a feeble team on paper that Tulane's playing it's an injured feeble team that Tulane's playing talked about michael pratt this week and it's really, I felt this way a little bit last year, but I felt like it more and more. And, and I asked Sean Vazan the question um, on, on my TV show today. I'll ask you today uh, that. I really feel that, um, that Pratt he reminds me a lot of Joe Burrow. And I'm not saying he's going to be the first overall pick. I'm not saying he's going to go to the NFL. I'm saying there are intangibles that Pratt has. Uh, his, um, first of all, his leadership skills. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. can't deny that. You no. look at, again, his ability to throw the ball in, 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 in tight windows. His, his ability, again, to, uh, to make time with his feet, his escapability. Um, his lead, when you, again, he seems to be a guy that is, is tough as nails, much a lot like, like Burrow was. I mean, there are so many things you check the box with Joe Burrow when he was at LSU that final year that you look at Pratt and you, you, you check the same boxes. Yeah, and you know, I think I definitely think he played his best game of the year against East Carolina. I, I don't think if you asked him in honesty, he felt like he was playing as well as he could earlier in the year. He was he was leading great. He was running absolutely terrifically, but he he wasn't hitting the big shots that that he likes to hit, and that's that was the, the the big deal against East Carolina. He threw about three dimes on deep balls that you cannot throw better than than he threw. He Jaquan Jackson early right down the sidelines hit him in stride. Um, the, the 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 two to Deuce Watts. Um, he he had, he had a couple others, um, and 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 those are the big plays that have been missing for Tulane's offense for a long time now, and and he's capable of of delivering them. And 
and then you, like you said, then you bring in all the intangibles because his leadership is just unquestioned. Um, if he can continue playing like that, and he did, there were about four or five throws he missed in that game, including what might have been a 90-yard touchdown pass to, to Lawrence Keys, where it should have been caught, but he threw it kind of high and inside to him um, and, and got dropped. Um, but that doesn't matter when you're making all these other perfect throws in, in, in crucial situations. It, it just, it, 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 he was a difference maker on Saturday. And when Pratt plays like that, this is a team on a completely different level. 100% agree. And, and again, he's playing at a high level right now. Uh, they have the skill position players. We, you and I have, have, again, been gushing about Spears forever. So mm-hmm. I think he brings a physical, back, a physical um, uh, back to the mix. I love their wide receivers. I, again, I, I, I don't think they've gotten enough out of them yet. I'm hoping, again, we're going to yeah. start to see, again, they become more, more playmakers. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and look, at the tight end position, I think they're stacked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that was a big step forward in Deuce Watts' evolution on, on Saturday because he's always had the ability, but he's never quite put it together in, in games. And the two the back-to-back plays where Tulane extended the lead um, from from uh, one score game to a two score game, he made he made a catch across the middle where he bobbled it slightly, but but held on to it, and then the spectacular one where he, he basically one handed it into his body at the end with a defender all over him and, and and refused to let go of the ball for a touchdown. He can make those plays, and he had not done it consistently in the past. And so you throw that in the mix with the two transfers, Lawrence Keys and uh, and Dayday McDougal, and then Jaquan Jackson's ability to to make big plays. And this is an explosive wide receiver crew. Um, they had a couple of weeks where they didn't play particularly well um, recently, but that East Carolina game, I think, was the breakthrough performance. I think that's what you're going to see from these guys um, for the rest of the year and, and, and maybe even and even a higher level than they've showed to this point. Um, when you look at this team, talk about the coaching staff and the job they've done this season. Because I think, again, based on what we saw last year, this year, it's night and day. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. Look, Willie Fritz had never experienced a season like that in his life. Um, and what was the end product? Did he say, did he blame the hurricane? Well, a little bit because that didn't have a part to do with it, but he didn't stand pat. He has six different assistant coaches on his staff and a new strength and conditioning coordinator because that a two and 10 season when he thought he had his best team ever last year at Tulane, just he knew that wasn't acceptable to him or anybody else. So he went out and made major changes and this is the most cohesive staff he, he, he's ever had um i love by the way that the first the, the, just an example their first touchdown against east carolina they lined up tyreek james who's one of your favorite players in the backfield he lined up as a fullback and right. then ran out and caught an easy touchdown pass but those type of wrinkles we just didn't see from tulane in the past um they 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 used day day mcdougal and lawrence keys in motion a lot sometimes they hand it off to them on end of rounds other times they just they're it's like eye candy they're getting the defense to look at those guys and they're 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 going somewhere else they just got a lot more versatility in their offensive staff than than they've had than they certainly had last year and 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 that's making a huge difference and you mentioned chris hampton the last five games last year, Tulane played pretty good defense. The first seven games, it was abysmal. Clearly, the last five were an indication of what was to come because it, 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 it's just been brilliant. And, and it, it's funny, twice this year, Willie Fritz has said that Chris Hampton is there on the sidelines calling out the plays that the other team is going to run before the wow. snap. He, he, that he's that he, he's that much of a savant defensively that he, he knows what's coming and he's getting and he's got the guys in position to to, to listen to him and, and make the plays. But he's giving them a huge head start with his knowledge of what teams are going to do against Tulane. And we, we also, that was just something we didn't see in the past in Tulane defenses. Keys to a, a victory in Tampa against South Florida. 
don't mess up because again, I mean, it's a little scary when a team has almost beaten Florida on the road and almost beaten Cincinnati on the road, but then you go back to it again. Temple last year, the only win against an FBS opponent in three years that South Florida's had. I just think this Tulane defense is too good to to to, to go in and lay an egg against anybody. So the only way you lose a game like this, turnovers. <laughs> don't follow the Saints. Uh, <laughs> script from the first five games for four games this year. Right. Hold on to the ball. Don't make mistakes. That doesn't mean don't take chances, but just just don't give them stuff. Don't give don't don't get two kicks blocked like you had against Southern Miss. You don't do that stuff, Tulane's gonna come out with a win. As always, man, appreciate your time each and every week. What, what a great year it is to be talking about uh, Tulane football. We feel that we and both of us feel that it's going to be a much better basketball uh, mm-hmm. team this year, baseball team. Things are looking up uh, down down on on, on on. Do I say Claiborne Avenue or Willow now? What do you say now? Yeah, you know, I, I always I always used to say Willow. I guess I've kind Me of too. converted to Claiborne Avenue because that's what yeah. I hear all the time. Now, and, and, and by the way, one quick note: the basketball team sure. was picked fourth in the in the media in the coaches' poll um, for the AAC. They'd never been picked higher than third to last in their nine-year history in the league. So that that tells you all you need to know about how that program's looking up. <laughs> uh, man, I tell you what, exciting, very exciting times. Tell us about your fantastic website. How folks can subscribe. Also, again, uh, what, what you got coming up for us on, in, in the paper and online, and how folks can follow you sure. on social media. Yeah, um, my, my my website, um, thewavereport.com, Tulane.rivals.com. Right now, again, the, the editor of the of the Rivals paper, the Rivals site that covers South Florida, answers a bunch of questions about that team, let me know how injured they are. I'm working as we speak on a story for the paper. It, again, it, it's on the transfer portal success Tulane Tech because a, a lot of their success this year has been because of the returning players. A lot of it has been because, man, did they hit on the transfer portal. They've got they, they got nine guys in the transfer portal, and eight of them are major, major contributors for this team, and I'm not counting out Shoddy Clayton yet as the, as the ninth being a factor in right. the second half of the year. That it's just They've been huge. I mean, that, that's um, they're either starters or heavy contributors, and you, you, you bring guys like that onto a team that had a ton of experience come back, and the product is a team that's 5-1 and one and knocking on the door of the top 25. At Gare Smith on Twitter. Thanks so much as always. We'll check in next week talking about an, a, a two-lane victory and possibly j- jumping into the top 25. Be fun to see. Hadn't happened since the final poll of 1998. There you go. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it, bud. Okay. That's Gary Smith each and every week right here on the program. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Looking for a company, again, to uh, make sure that your heating system is working, uh, again, as it should be, safely. Uh, Again, a good cleaning and a good uh, um, uh, uh, upgrade in terms of making sure that every every single part is working, again, the – um, and, and, of course, working safely. I, I've said this before. John Burkhardt told me a long time ago that, uh, you know, the, the, the maintenance work they do on the heating system is about safety. It's about making sure you don't have a problem with a fire or have a problem with carbon monoxide in your home. So cleaning that system and making sure it's working properly, uh, again, is, is job one uh, for you, the homeowner. Again, those of you, those of you that are property management, handling apartments, et cetera. Uh, so, again, it's that time. Uh, we'll start to see a cold front next week that's going to drop temperatures down on the North Shore. Uh, so, again, people are going to be cranking up the heaters. Before you do that, call my friends at Burkhart. Let them come out to a heating inspection for you. You'll be glad 
glad you did. Uh, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Only doing the work that's necessary. It's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Old New Orleans Cookery. Also the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Go get yourself a fantastic meal and great cocktails over the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back with Les East, award-winning journalist from CrestedSports.com. Here's what's happening at 1061 Nash Icon. Hey, it's Chase Adams. Come join me and 1061 Nash Icon this Saturday as we broadcast live from the C Spire store up in Picayune. It's at 230 Frontage Road, just off 559 Exit 4. We'll be there from noon to 2, and you know C Spire will have some great deals on the latest smartphones, tablets, and smartwatches. Plus, we'll have some goodies to give away. We'd love to see you again at the C Spire store, 230 Frontage Road, just off 559 up in Picayune, Mississippi, this Saturday from noon to 2. With 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by JC Penny. The mystery sale is back. How much will you save? Coupon giveaway starts Thursday in store only. You could peel and reveal up to an extra 50% off while they last. Hurry, this family size savings in Sunday. Shopping is back. JC Penny. Delays are solid if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the Westbeck Expressway in the Crescent City connection with delays from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays steady if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Williams to the airport. Also look out for delays solid if you're traveling 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are steady from Bonneville to Clearview. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid right at Canal Boulevard. And on the eastbound side, your delays are steady from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Look out for accidents canal at South Galvis, also for red at South Carrollton and Gentilly Boulevard at Claremont Drive. And school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Man, look, if you're out in Metairie and you're looking for a late meal, you can always go to Bobby A. Bear's, but you can go to Bobby A. Bear's anytime, lunch or dinner, they're ready for you, seven days a week. Uh, rated number one uh, neighborhood, we voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Also, again, uh, just a fantastic place to catch the games. You know, a lot of people go to sports bars. This is kind of the combination of both. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon, Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. It's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Uh, the memorabilia from one end of the restaurant to the other is, again, one-of-a-kind items. It's like, it's like you're at a sports museum. It's, it's, it's terrific. 30-plus TV screens all over the restaurant. You'll never miss a play. Even, again, TVs in the restrooms. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You'll never miss a play. And then a mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. I do mean something for everyone. Uh, from great pasta dishes to burgers. Take that Cajun Cannon Burger Challenge. Also, again, um, um, great barbecue uh, ribs. I mean, you go right down the menu there. Again, not only Cajun Creole cuisine is fine. It's so much more. And then the cocktails. Oh. Can, can I just brag on the mixologist for a while here? Uh, and fantastic cocktails. Have you ever seen a Bloody Mary, uh, again, the ultimate Bloody Mary at one of the Oceana Family restaurants? Do you get it at any of, any of them? Uh, again, it is a meal in itself, okay? Uh, not just that. Again, uh, a fantastic beer selection. Open seven days a week for you. And, of course, uh, you can find out more by going to BobbyAbears.com. Uh, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, so good. Get out there and get a great meal over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All right, thanks to Gary Smith for joining us in the program. Uh, we now have award-winning journalist Les East of CrestySports.com, uh, Saturday Down South. Uh, Les, welcome to the show. How are you doing, bud? Thanks, Eric. Good to be with you. Les, uh, I want to start today, if you don't mind, with the Pels, uh, with uh, their season starting next uh, Wednesday in Brooklyn. Uh, the uh, the home opener against Utah is um, is on the 23rd, which I think is the Saturday after the opening. Opens on a Wednesday. Uh, that's already sold out again, which is good news again for the uh, uh, for the team. And also again, it just goes to show there's some interest now uh, in the Pels as they open up the season. Uh, this is the deepest team I think we've ever seen in professional basketball here in New Orleans, at least on paper. We'll see again how this plays out throughout the season. Um, it looks as though Willie Green is going to have an issue on his hands because how do you set your lineups now? Are you going to, again, uh, uh, have a 10-man uh, rotation, a 12-man rotation? Or are you going to shrink that rotation? Uh, when you look at the NBA and you look at, again, the, the, the situation with, um, um, uh, with uh, uh, you know, the 82-game schedule, uh, in a lot of cases, you want to be fresh and healthy for the playoffs. That's where, that's, that's the, that, that's where the rubber hits the road. A lot of teams are injured because, again, they're not uh, having their bench uh, lengthened, much like, again, because they just don't have the talent. 
it's a different deal here in New Orleans right now, at least on paper, when you talk about the, the, the talent on this team uh, and, and really for the first time in a long time. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on how he's going to handle these rotations? Well, first of all, the home opener, I believe, is on a Sunday. Cause actually it's on a Sunday? The, okay, the, so, the so it's the 23rd. The Saints play Arizona on a Thursday, so the Saints won't okay. be playing on Sunday. Pels open, I believe, at 6 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, as far as the uh, the depth and the rotation, I, I agree that it's probably the deepest team they've had, uh, or certainly in a long time, if not since the franchise has been here. And uh, I think that's going to be one of the keys to the first uh, few weeks of the season is figuring out how deep to go with the rotation and which combinations work the best because he has so many players uh, that are capable of being part of the rotation more than probably can logistically uh, fit into the rotation on a given night. So I think early on you may see some players you're used to seeing uh, get double-digit minutes, maybe not get that every night because he's wanting to look at maybe a Dyson Daniels or uh, somebody else who's in the mix for possible minutes, and he's not going to be able to look at all of them each game. So I think there are going to be different uh, people that he's going to look at in different games and take a few weeks to see how the combinations work and and what the rotation is going to be as as they get closer to the, the heart of the season. So I think that's going to be one of the defining characteristics of the first month or two of the season is to see how that shakes out. And I'm not sure if he even knows, meaning Willie Green at this point, exactly how many people are going to be in the rotation he finally settles on. I think how they play and how the combinations work will dictate that. It appears that they've gotten better over the summer. Um, um, obviously, again, you look at Devontae Graham, who's playing much better in the preseason. Hopefully that carries over the regular season. It's what we thought we were getting, it's what the Pelicans thought they were getting when, when, when they traded for him from Charlotte. Um, obviously, Jackson Hayes is hurt, but he was looking really good before he got injured. Uh, you look at Trey Murphy. He's gotten bigger, stronger. It looks like, again, he's expanded his, uh, his range. Uh, and we know, again, his name's willing to go mix it up in the middle. What Willie Hernan Gomez has been able to do after, again, playing in the, in the Euro tournament o- over the summer, his, his, uh, uh, he's off the charge in, 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 ter- in terms of uh, his confidence and his skill set. I mean, we go right down the line on, on guys that, again, we think they've gotten bigger, include, I mean, better, including, including Alvarado. That lends itself to having a deeper rotation, especially when you start talking about what's been the Achilles heel of this team, injuries. Von Zion now hurts an ankle. Uh, Brandon Ingram's been out for the entire preseason with a toe. We, you know, we, so these injuries that have been cropped up and held guys out, the lesser minutes they play, uh, if you can continue to again win and you can win as a team, the better off you are for those guys when you get to, uh, to postseason play because they're going to be healthy and there's not as much tread on the tires. Sure, and uh, you know Jackson Hayes isn't going to be available to start the season because he got hurt, and I believe it was against Detroit last week. And uh, you may hear the plane going overhead. I'm at the Saints slash Pelicans facility. <laughs> facility, we, we yes. We get planes over here all day. Um, yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, you know, they have had a history of injuries, and so far that's continued to a, a relatively minor degree in the preseason. But, you know, having guys miss a little bit of time early in the season isn't all that bad because it's less tread on them over the course uh, of the – I mean, less – wear and tear on the tread 
over the course of the season. It also simplifies things a little bit for Willie Green as he tries to get a look at everybody. So as long as they stay away from the the long-term injuries to key players that have snake bit them in recent years, uh, that's okay early in the season. You know, you mentioned Willie Hernan Gomez. You know, he may be a beneficiary of Jackson Hayes's early season absence, and they can take a look at him and how he fits in because, you know, he's a totally different type player than Jackson Hayes yes. and Zion Williamson. So, uh, you know, where exactly he sits into the front court is something that, that they're going to have to figure out. So I think it's going to be interesting early in the season just to watch all of the possibilities and see how they play out. I think it's Willie's biggest challenge. Last year was a challenge. Obviously, again, you're you're trying to be able to set your culture, uh, get everybody to buy in. You still didn't have the the Zion thing that was hanging over everybody's head the whole season long. There's none of that right now. Everything seems to be very, very positive, uh, and and it looks as though, again, the, 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 the expectations are high. But for him... To be able to manage those rotations uh, as as a second year coach is going to be his biggest challenge, I think. Yeah, I think it will be, and I think he's uh, probably uh, built up some goodwill with the team. I, I think he earned an awful lot of respect and trust from the players last year with how he handled everything, uh, especially the one in thirteen start, and, and so I think the players trust him, and so when their minutes. Uh, aren't exactly what they want them to be, especially early in the season. I think the players trust that he's doing what's best for the team. He's going to give everybody a fair shot. And then it's going to be up to them to prove that they deserve more minutes than maybe they're getting early on. So it is a challenge for him, but I think he's, uh, with the job he did last year, he put him in the, put himself in a position where the players are going to give him the benefit of the doubt when he does have to make difficult decisions about individuals in terms of playing time. Uh, I know you're out at Saints camp. Have they released this uh, today's uh, injury report? Yeah, it came out a little while ago. They had, um, let's see if I can remember it off the top of my head, they had four changes. Two players went from did not participate to limited. That was uh, Chris Olave and Calvin Throckmorton, and then two went from limited to full. That was Taysom Hill, and I'm not sure who the other one was, but I don't believe it was anybody that we were uh, expecting to miss the game on Sunday. So, uh, you know, the the ones that are still concerning, uh, that's, that's positive with Chris Olave certainly getting uh, limited participation today, but – no Michael Thomas, uh, no Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry, and Jameis Winston was still limited. It, Landry's the curious one because he practiced for most of the week last week and then was out on Thursday, uh, I believe, and then Friday he didn't practice, and all of a sudden he, he was done. And then there was a lot of thought that, that uh, the, the ankle injury uh, would, would not be as severe. Yeah, and Dennis Allen was asked about that yesterday, whether there was a uh, a setback or not. And he, he was reluctant to use the term setback, but, you know, he hurt the, the ankle a few weeks ago. He gutted it out, as Allen put it, in London against Minnesota. And I think last week when he returned to practice, he was close to being able to play last week. And at the last minute, they decided not to. Uh, to use him, and I think the fact that he's being held back early in this week is 
probably a precaution so that he doesn't aggravate it. Since he was close to playing last week, I think he's got a pretty good chance to play this week. But I think they're reluctant to stick him out on the practice field more than they have to because they don't want to to have him aggravated and then miss the game Sunday. So I would I would take a look at him tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there tomorrow and uh, is in pretty good shape to play some on Sunday. Les, has this team evolved into more of a running team? I believe they are. I think you look at the um, at the uh, offensive line, how they're built. They, I think they're better at running block, run blocking. I think they excel at the screen game. I think we saw a big example of that last week with Kamara and Taysom, again, running, catching the ball at the backfield in terms of Kamara. Um, and, and I think that, again, maybe the, 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 uh, the elixir for success going forward uh, may be, again, instead of uh, the offense we thought that, that they were getting, with, again, all these great receivers uh, and, and a quarterback like Jameis who could toss the ball downfield, more of, again, a, a, um, uh, a running team with a quarterback like, uh, like uh, Dalton who has the ability to be able to, to throw it, uh, effectively and accurately on the first and second levels. What are your opinion? What's your opinion? Well, I, I don't think we know yet. I, I think and Pete Carmichael talked a little bit today after practice about um, – you know, it being a week-to-week thing, and, and they're still evolving as an offense because they've had so many injuries, not just at the wide receiver position, but at the quarterback position. So they had all these great expectations for Jameis Winston being able to work with the rebuilt receiving core, and there was concern about the depth at running back. So, you know, going into the season, I think he would have looked at them as a, a balanced offense, maybe one that was, that was more pass-heavy. But with Winston being hurt, Dalton not having the same skill set to deliver the ball down the field, multiple injuries at wide receiver, and then also Kamara being hurt, set back the running game. So I don't think they've figured out exactly what their identity is on offense yet, and it's largely due to the injuries. And I think that could change week to week, depending on who's available this week at wide receiver. They could certainly be run heavy like they were last week, but then that could change next week. If Winston's healthy enough to play against the uh, the Cardinals and they have their wide receivers healthy, you could see him be pass-heavy. So I, I just think that's a week-to-week deal, and you know you hope they're healthy enough and have enough success that by midseason you start to see that identity evolve on offense. But right now I think it's, it's very much a work in progress. This is going to be a tough game. Both teams are two and three. But, again, when you look at the injury to Lattimore in that defensive backfield, the injuries to, again, the wide receivers right now, um, it's going to be a tough task to be able to stop the Cincinnati Bengals and to maybe keep pace with them in terms of scoring. Uh, With that said, what are the keys to victory, and who do you think will come out on top on Sunday? Well, I think, you know, Lattimore's health is a major issue. Right now it doesn't look real promising for him to play. Seattle targeted Paulson Adebo in his absence and had a lot of success doing that. Um, and it, it, this is a more dangerous passing game in Cincinnati, even though uh, Seattle has a dangerous passing game of its own. I think one of the real keys to this game is going to be whether the Saints can generate a pass rush with their front four. The Bengals did a lot to upgrade their offensive line in the offseason. It didn't pay dividends early on. They've played better the last few weeks. But if the Saints can pressure Joe Burrow without having to blitz a lot, I think that will help the back end 
survive Jamar Chase and, and the other receivers. But remember, the Bengals are only two and three, but the three losses all came on field goals on the last play of the game. So they're really close to having a much better record. I think they're a more complete team than the Saints right now. I think it'll be a close game, uh, but I would expect that the Bengals would be the ones that would come out on top. Let's uh, tell us a little bit about who, who you're writing for uh, and, of course, how folks can follow you on social media. Thanks, Eric. Uh, yeah, CrescentCitySports.com. A lot of Saints stuff up there. And, uh, in fact, I'll be posting something later today or first thing in the morning about the Saints-Bengals game and Joe Burrow's return to the Superdome. Uh, a lot of Pelican stuff going to be coming up as we lead up to the opener next Wednesday against Brooklyn. And uh, Saturday down south, uh, lots of LSU stuff. I'm also writing stuff about uh, Mississippi State on that website as well. Probably the best SEC website uh, around. So folks can check that out, SaturdayDownSouth.com. And, of course, you got a fantastic book. How can folks get it? Uh, yeah, thanks. That's uh, Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. It's available online, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. Dot com and folks can follow me on Twitter at less underscore east. Thanks, my friend. Always appreciate your time. Look forward to having you back on soon. Thanks, Eric. There he goes. Les East, award-winning journalist, great author. Again, check out his fantastic book and, of course, follow him wherever he goes. All right, uh, don't forget, again, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cage Again Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. Also, don't forget about my, my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, we're still using the AC, right? And it's going to be, you know how it is, it's, it's fall. You'll be using the heater, you'll be using the AC. So, again, make sure your AC is working efficiently. If you're having an issue or you're looking for a new air conditioning system, think Burkhart. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Uh, those NATE certified technicians doing the continuing education to keep them up with the latest advancements when it comes to, again, HVAC systems, cooling and heating your, uh, your home or your business. And, of course, the after-hour services, again, impeccable. If you're looking for a company you can trust, only doing the work that's necessary and doing uh, the work at, again, a high level, it's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. 
Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe opened 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code IMPACT at checkout. That's harrys.com, code IMPACT. Enjoy. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and Old New Orleans Cookery. First of all, fantastic menu for you, I'm telling you. Uh, if you can't find something to eat on that on that menu, man, <laughs> you are the most finicky eater on the planet. And I got a daughter that's a finicky eater, and look, uh, she's found things on the on the Oceana Family Restaurants menu to eat. So uh, uh, the cocktails absolutely fabulous. Uh, if you're looking for a place where you can go and enjoy a great cocktail, maybe get yourself some charcoal oysters, oysters on the half shell, maybe just do an appetizer again. We do the whole full blown meal. You could do it at one of the Oceana Family Restaurants. Remember Oceana offering breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, also Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Mambo's, and to Wallace Cookery, offering lunch and dinner seven days a week, and they're open late. Want a great meal at a great restaurant? Head on over to the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Eric Asher with you till 6. Coming up in hour number two will be Ross Jackson and also um, uh, Ron Higgins. 
Uh, I want to thank Les East and also Gary Smith for joining us in hour number one. Thank you for listening. My name is Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Food so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine perfectly grilled ahi tuna topped with our famous barbecue shrimp. Get your Lake Villa tuna today, only at Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Food so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine shrimp, crawfish tails, bell peppers, and onions in a creamy Alfredo sauce. It's Bobby and Deke's Mardi Gras pasta, only at Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor's rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care's got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you.
number two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Ash Icon, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. And what that guy said, the truth, each and every weekday, four to six. Um, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base for on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, all you got to do is search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find it on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, and we, again, thank everyone who listens to the program, whether you're doing it on the airwaves at 106.1 FM or whether you're doing it on the TuneIn Radio app or the iHeartRadio app, our digital platforms on the uh, World Wide Web at 106.nashfm106.1.com or ericasher.com or again on our Anchor app uh, where our podcast is domiciled on your favorite podcasting platform. However you take the show in, however you listen to it, we appreciate each and every one of you. Also, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight features Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports who did a fabulous job breaking down Saints, LSU, Tulane, and Pelicans. Uh, if you missed our live broadcast every Thursday at 1 o'clock on uh, WLA-TV, also live stream on WLA-TV YouTube page, then you have have many ways to catch the program after that. Tonight at 6 on LAE. Uh, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLA-TV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And, uh, of course, always at ericasher.com, always on the WLA-TV YouTube page. Uh, and we invite you to uh, check out the program each and every week. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And just so happy, again, to have them as a longtime sponsor of our program. It starts with the mothership. Got to go there first, right? Oceana Grill. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, man, I tell you what, what a great place to grab a bite to eat. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. That's U.S. restaurant. That's the entire country. Open seven days a week. Home in New Orleans, best breakfast. Hey, breakfast starts at 8 a.m. and goes all the way until 1 p.m. So you get a late breakfast or an early breakfast, however you like it. And I'm telling you, if you love breakfast, you'll love Oceana. Uh, from the world-famous crepes, traditional breakfast, pancakes, eggs, sausage, bacon. Uh, the, those crepes, some crepes are made in a 100-year-old crepe uh, uh, pan that have been passed down from generation to generation. I'm telling you, it's a fantastic breakfast lineup for you uh, that, that is award-winning. Also, uh, from, from uh, 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. is their lunch menu. Uh, dinner service starts at 4, goes 4 p.m. and goes all the way to 1 a.m. until the party stops. This is seven days a week for you, serving Cajun Creole dishes that are fantastic for lunch and dinner. The cocktails, uh, amazing. I'm telling you right now. Uh, had a belly up to the bar. You get sit down at your, at your table and just let the cocktails flow because uh, the mixologists are second to none. I told you again earlier about uh, the ultimate Bloody Mary. Uh, it, it is seafood on top of, again, like Bloody Mary. Fantastic. Uh, people are taking pictures of it. It's amazing. Some of the, the cocktails that come out of, uh, out of, out of the, off the bar, with the, again, they, they use a lot of dry ice sometimes, you know, kind of like the smoke coming off of it. I mean, I heard it for years when I was doing the live broadcast. The oohs and ahs of people as they're coming through the, uh, the waiter or waitress coming through the, um, the dining room. And, of course, everybody's saying, stop it and saying, what's that? Can I get that? What is that? What's that on the menu? Oh, man, you got to try them. Um, great place to be able to come in and kind of, you know, take, take a load off. Enjoy a dozen oysters, maybe a chocolate oysters right there, uh, and you watch them prepare it for you right there at the grill. Maybe you want to sit in their authentic French Quarter Courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night, uh, which is also dog-friendly, by the way. And then not one, not two, not three, not four, but five private rooms for your next event. Can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests, and boy, can Oceana put on a party. Uh, first of all, they love putting on parties. Uh, their party planners are second to none. Uh, 
Uh, the food, again, that, that you get, you can choose from, again, is, is vast in terms of their menu. And, of course, I just told you about the great mixologists. Uh, music, whatever you need, they got it, they got it for you. Uh, you're planning a party. Do it at Oceana. Your steps off Bourbon Street. You're not that far from, from Frenchman Street. Uh, the party can continue when your party ends. Family-friendly, but, again, perfect place to, to uh, enjoy a meal with, again, that significant other. Maybe friends. Maybe you got friends coming in from out of town. Maybe you're trying to close that business deal. See, many a business deals closed over at Oceana Grill in my years there. Hey, if you want to find out more, it's Oceanagrill.com. That's Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. That's seven days a week. Don't let me hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans anymore because you can get one at the Oceana family of restaurants. All right. Um, it's time to talk some Saints. And joining us in the program, he does a fantastic job for uh, Locked on Saints podcast, one of the top podcasts out there. Uh, also, again, uh, does work for CrestedSports.com and Saints Wire. Uh, I just think, again, he's, he's a fabulous writer and uh, just has a, a, a great podcast. Chuck, chock full of great information for you if you're a Saints fan or if you're in the business like I am, okay? I said this before. I read uh, um, um, reporters work i listen to podcasts because i want to learn something if you're not if you're telling me something i already know i can move on because i already know it give me something that i don't know give me something that i can put my teeth into ross jackson does it every single day for you and he joins us on the program each and every week ross how you doing buddy hey buddy doing great doing great thanks so much as always for having me on hope you're doing all right doing fantastic let's jump into it first of all um uh today's injury report uh hardy uh uh, looks like um uh, he's out for a while, Jarvis Landry is kind of a weird one because it looked like he was going to play last week and then he and then he didn't. Michael Thomas looks like he's out. Uh, Lattimore looks like he's out. Peyton Turner's out. Uh, maybe Alave might be uh, might have a possibility of concussion. He was limited. So was Throckmorton. Uh, Ramshack was limited. Debo was limited. Uh, J.T. Gray and Taysom Hill both full. Uh, May uh, Roach and and Winston all limited. L- let me take first of all your thoughts on Jarvis Landry. Is there a possibility you think he plays? And if and do you have any inside information on what happened? Yeah, not much insight on in terms of what happened. I mean, we know that it was a uh, that it was an injury that he sustained during the London game. They credit him for kind of toughing it out throughout, but it ended up maybe potentially costing his opportunity to play last week. So far, we haven't you know we uh, we've kind of seen him on and off since the London game. He had one point where he had come back to practice, but then missed the next day, and so on and so forth. And you know, it's been the same story so far for this week. So. We'll see. I think there's still a possibility if he's uh, back limited tomorrow, then I think that would be a good sign for him and certainly raises the uh, uh, opportunity there for him to be able to get out on the field. The Saints would certainly love to have as much firepower as possible going into this one. I know week six was a targeted return for Michael Thomas, but at this point, considering that he hasn't practiced yet so far this week, I don't really, you know, I think it's fair to say that he's at least a long shot at this point to play on Sunday. So being able to get Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave in for that game, mm-hmm. which could be possible, would be, I mean, just fantastic huge. for them going into That'd the game. Huge. Yeah, because they, they, they're pretty much back to last year's um, uh, wide receiving core right now. When you, when right, you minus it, one. one of the reasons why, right, which is one of the reasons why they, they went to more of the running game, which i got to tell you, and I've been talking to uh, correspondents all week about it, um, uh, Ross, that you know, I think it fits their offensive line. I think running the football, running screens, fits what they do best. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I, I think this this offensive line has gotten better throughout the season in terms of pass protection. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you look at some of these guys that are very, you know, at, at one point this was the 
uh, NFL's fastest offensive line or, or one of the fastest lines and uh, fast offensive lines in the NFL. And, you know, it's a very mobile line. It's a line that loves to, you know, kind of get to the second level and they love their zone read concepts and all these things that they do there. This is a line that begs for the run game. So when you get a game like last week where you only threw the ball 25 times, but you ran 48 times, uh, that really ends up playing to what I believe is their strengths. Now, you know, if you want to drop back every now and then and, you know, uh, you need the time, those guys can get it for you. So I don't mean to be diminutive of what they can do elsewhere, sure. but certainly what they can do in the in the run game, you can see over the past couple of weeks, uh, is, is absolutely a strength of this. 23 touches for Taysom Hill last week. He was phenomenal. NFC Offensive Player of, of, of the Week. Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a formula for success to get him the ball as much as you can uh, while he's healthy. Him and Kamara were a dynamic duo last week. I'd like to see a repeat performance. What do you think we're going to see against Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great question. Uh, what are we going to see this week against Cincinnati? Because we've seen games like the last ones where, you know, Taysom Hill gets, you know, 30, you know, gets 22 or so offensive snaps, but going into the game had only 30 on the season in terms of him over in the offense. So he gets between these games of, you know, running the ball nine times and then throwing a touchdown pass and then also being a guy that, you know, gets nine snaps in a game <laughs> uh, on the offensive side. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see there, but I think that based upon what you saw last week against the Seattle Seahawks and what that duo of Alvin Kamara and who pick up, let's just uh, you know, to, to kind of highlight the diversity of the the run game last week, you saw Taysom Hill pick up 93 yards on the outside to either side on the ground. You saw Alvin Kamara pick up 44 between Eric McCoy and, and Andrews Pete right up the middle, and so you saw their ability to be able to attack every gap uh, everywhere on the offensive line and along the line of scrimmage with their run game. So I think you get that with him. And I think that the other piece that you get with him is just the big-time change of pace that allows you to kind of punch and counter-punch as much as you like. He he gives you uh, a very sort of multiple and easy-to-disguise offensive attack. The more that you utilize him and the more that you set up in terms of tendencies, the more opportunities you have to go against those tendencies later and catch the defense sleeping. I'm with you, and I love the evolution of, of how Carmichael is using him, and we saw a little bit more of that this week. I would like to see that expand even more over the next few weeks. So the only thing that's been the knock is he also has not had an, an opportunity to really stay healthy. Uh, they need him desperately right now, especially again with the interest of the wide receiver position. And, right. and uh, you know, I'd like to see maybe more of a run-oriented uh, type of attack with, again, um, using the screen game and also uh, allowing Dalton to, to be able to, um, you know, uh, hit, use the uh, first and second levels effectively like he has. Um, how much do you think the game plan will change based on what they did against Seattle last week as opposed to against a different defense this week against Cincinnati? Yeah, look, Cincinnati's defense is a, is a good one, and they're a good one against the run as well. And so if you look to try to get that run game started, you're going to look for early success. And so one of the ways that you do that is by taking a look at you know all the different ways that you have set up these tendencies, set up these punches, and then find ways to start to break those tendencies early. The other thing is to keep punching as well. I mean, we saw three runs all on third and one come out of very similar formations, all this sort of jumbo goal line set. They even brought out seven offensive linemen at one point, and they ran to, you know, right behind Landon Young all three times. And one time on third and one, it picked up four yards, picked up five yards on the next one, picked up 60 on the next one and got him on the scoreboard. So I think that it's just one of those things where when you look at what the game plan is going to be, 
whatever game plan they choose will be one that they'll need to continue to lean on as opposed to start to divert away from. And I think that that is something like what we saw with the Taysom Hill game plan last week that you know shows you how you find success there. And then I think you also do other things, too, in terms of trying to change up the way you utilize Taysom Hill. We saw you know, nine runs from him in this past game, but he hasn't really gotten involved in the, in the receiving game so far yet. And I think he's got one catch for two yards, if I recall correctly. And so I think you also find a way to get the ball in his hands in the passing game as well, get him with a full head of steam, catching the ball in the second level and turning it upfield and seeing what you're able to create with him that way too. So I do think that this is going to be a game plan where the Saints are going to lean into ball control, but I wouldn't mind seeing Taysom Hill get a little bit more involved in the receiving game as well. Defensively, how do you overcome uh, Lattimore not playing against this very, very potent um, Cincinnati offense? Yeah, um, it's going to be really tough. I mean, Cincinnati, the good news for the New Orleans Saints is that Cincinnati is second to last in the NFL when it comes to explosive plays, uh, both run and pass combined. And we know Marshawn Lattimore contributes to both of those arenas. He's not just a, a good coverage corner, which he absolutely is, but he's also fantastic as a run support corner. Uh, as well. So you'll have to watch for both areas of that game. Now, Paulson Adebo has had you know, some shaky moments, particularly in London, since coming back from his injury. If Marshall Lattimore is unable to go, then that bumps Paulson Adebo up to that cornerback one spot, Bradley Roby up to the cornerback two spot. So it's not there. You, know, you don't have bad alternatives there, but when you're going to be going up against guys, the likes of Jamar Chase, potentially T. Higgins, and then, of course, Tyler Boyd, you're going to need the safety help over the top. So one of the things that makes it tough for the Cincinnati Bengals to do what they do, which is attack downfield, is split safety looks, cover two, cover three, cover six, things like that, that end up getting, you know, giving safeties the even, the you know, half-field responsibilities. And so you're going to look for them to do that, to challenge the Cincinnati Bengals to get their run game going, which their offensive line hasn't been very successful at this week. And I think that, so you're going to, I think that that's going to be the game plan. I think you'll see a lot of safeties over the top. You're going to see a lot of safety help for the corners, and you're going to see the New Orleans Saints with their front seven daring the Cincinnati Bengals to try to produce on the ground. Jameis has been limited for the last two days. I saw some some, some video of him on, on Wednesday uh, moving around, looking very, very uh, stiff. Uh, do you think they – when do you think they'll go with Jameis? Do you think this is a situation, as long as Dalton's playing well and this team is winning, they'll stay with him? What do you think the future is? Uh, look in your crystal ball for me. Yeah, I, I honestly think that getting another look at Andy Dalton this week is probably in the Saints' best interest anyway. Um, you know, they consider the evaluation of Jameis Winston incomplete to start the season because of the injuries that he was dealing with. So just two games in with Andy Dalton, you have to imagine that that evaluation is incomplete as well. And so if, if, if Jameis is dealing with any kind of soreness, stiffness, pain, um, anything like that, discomfort, I'll say, I think you go with Andy Dalton again. Look, Andy Dalton's not going to lose you uh, games. Now, he had a fumble two weeks ago. He had an interception that he threw this past week, which was not a great throw, uh, if we're just being honest. And so, you know, you hope that those mistakes get cleaned up a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think at this point you're looking at mitigating mistakes with one quarterback over the other. I think at this point what you're looking at is who's going to be able to run the offense and who's going to be able to be healthy out there and give you the opportunity to utilize Taysom Hill in his role as opposed to Taysom Hill having to come in at quarterback for you. So I think that that's the way that you uh, you know uh, approach this game plan this week. And I think another look at Andy Dalton, who's 2-0 and against his former team, uh, wouldn't be a bad call by the New Orleans Saints at all. What is it going to take for the New Orleans Saints to get a victory on Sunday? Uh, they'll need to be able to get pressure with their front four. They're going to need to get after Joe Burrow and and I mean get after him. They're going to have to get hands on him. They're going to have to let him know that they're there. And so that's on 
you know, Cam Jordan, who's got, you know, sacks in each of the last few weeks. Marcus Davenport's been very good. Um, you know, that interior defensive line got a, a bit of a boost last week with Malcolm Roach, which was great to see. So I think it's going to be up to those guys and David Onyemata and the others to be able to get pressure on Joe Burrow with the front four so that they allow the rest of the defense to drop back and help with coverage and kind of have that even split safety shell over the top and then be able to roam the zones underneath. So I think that's going to be a big part of the game plan for them. I think establishing the run game is going to be another one, whether it's with Alvin Kamara and or Taysom Hill, uh, preferably both of those guys. And then the third thing I would say is on special teams, uh, getting your return game going. Um, the New Orleans Saints have the twenty or 29th in the NFL right now in terms of starting field position. They're starting each of their drives at an average of their 25.1 yard line, so basically no better than a touchback so far this season. That's one of the it's the third worst in the NFL, and they're allowing the other their opponents to start with the absolute best field position on each uh, your know, average on each of their drives. So that's something that the Saints will have to mitigate, get better at flipping the field. No, Deontay Hardy. Expect to get a look at Weaver State uh, Rashid Shahid, who lead, who has oh, the FCS okay. record for most uh, most return touchdowns. We, we think mm-hmm. it's going to be him uh, getting the call up this weekend. This is the kind of stuff you get from Ross Jackson with his podcast, his writings. That's why I'm telling you right now, you got to check him out. Ross, tell us about the podcast, how folks can find it, what you got coming up for us at CrestedSports.com, and also on Saints Wire, and how folks can follow you on social media. Hey, absolutely. I, I appreciate all of it, and it's always a pleasure to be here with you. Um, if you want to keep up with all the things we've got going on, you can find the Locked on Saints podcast free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on Saints. You can catch all the written work over at CrescentCitySports.com. Next piece that will be going up here in the next couple of days is going to be on the way that the Saints game plan, Taysom Hill, the punch and counterpunch conversation, and how Pete Carmichael uh, made that possible on uh, on Sunday against the Seahawks and what we can expect to see from that game plan this weekend against the Bengals. And, of course, you can find additional written work as well over at usatoday.saintswire.com. Always great information. And, uh, again, always love to have you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Look forward to uh, checking in with you next week. Absolutely, buddy. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks so much for everything. I'll talk to you here soon. You got it. Have a great weekend, bud. All right. There he goes, Ross Jackson, again, uh, Locked on Saints podcast. I'm telling you, just every time I listen to him, I learn something. Uh, you know, again, that I didn't know going in. And, and that's what you want, right, at the end of the day. Uh, really, again, uh, just does a great job uh, with uh, the podcast and also his great writing. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, and why wouldn't you be? I mean, we live in South Louisiana. We know the electrical grid is, is again, uh, a substandard. Uh, we know that, again, that it could, be, it could be a beautiful day like today, and the power could go out at your home or your business. And if it's your business, you're losing money. If it's your home, again, it's a situation where you're uncomfortable. Um, it's a prerequisite now. If you are, if you own a home or a business, you have to look into, again, what a, gen- what a standby generator would do for you. Uh, at Burkhart, they make it easy for you. Their, uh, their crew handles the entire process. First, Jason Burkhart will come to your home or business, sit down and do a consultation, educate you on your options when it comes to a generator. Uh, if you, you, you decide that you want to go for the generator with Burkhart, they'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. They have generators in their warehouse right now ready to install in your home or business. Uh, you can finance it over time with low monthly notes. You can pay it all up front. That's your choice. New install quality check after one month. That's something Burkhart does with everything they install for you. And then, of course, the 24-7, 365 emergency service. Uh, that is second to none. Uh, uh, you've got uh, all the parts you need stored at the warehouse over in, in, in Mandeville. So, folks, I'm telling you right now, whether it's generator sales, 
Uh, whether you're looking for service, they got you covered. And also maintaining that generator for you. Uh, they can maintain it. Because, look, just because the generator sitting in your yard ready to go when the power goes out, you have to maintain that year-round. So they'll, they'll put you on a maintenance plan. They'll maintain it for you as well. Burkhardt takes care of everything, planning, permits, inspections. Look, I saw a picture of a generator that was installed by a company last night, installed on the side of the house, uh, illegally installed, okay? There's no way that generator is supposed to be installed where, where that particular contractor put it on, online. And I'm looking at it going, Burkhardt would not allow that. Uh, now, with inspections, with the way things are going, we'll have to, we're after uh, Ida last year, you've got to have that generator in the right spot. Otherwise, again, you're chancing, again, on having carbon monoxide poisoning or problems within, within your home. You don't want that. You want the pros. You want Burkhardt. Planning, permanent inspections, all the inspections, everything you need, that, de- gen- de- that generator team uh, will be there for you and taking care of it all for you. It make it easy for you. You want a generator? Call Burkhardt. Standby generators are their business. acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, O'Neill's Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and also um, uh, the Hideout Bar. I'm going to take a a little break from sports for just a moment. wanted to talk a little bit about what's happening in the city before we go to – before we go and talk a little bit more uh, LSU uh, and and, and, uh, just after our break uh, and – Really, kind of, it kind of stems from what's been going on this week, and just another chapter of again the ridiculousness of City Hall, uh, the pettiness of, of New Orleans City Hall is really back in swing now, and it starts again with Mayor Cantrell, who's the queen of pettiness. Okay, it really kind of starts with her petty corruption, because that's what this is. It's petty corruption. Okay, it's it's not enough to you know to throw her in jail, but it's it's petty corruption. Start off what. As a council member, using her credit card for personal use, okay? Like acting like, oh, I, I can't do that? No, you can't do that, okay? Now, going on these political junkets to the world's best vacation destinations. Look, I'm just saying it right now. Bringing no return to the city for that investment, okay? Then doubling down, up, up, upgrading her travel accommodations to first class, air, air travel, hotel accommodations, as I've said before, that are reserved for the rich and famous, uh, do you think she could afford to stay in those five-star hotels? Do you think she could afford that first-class uh, airfare if she's paying for herself? Look, I, I told you a long time ago where that money's going to come from when she ends up paying for it. Out of, it's going to come out of her campaign fund, okay? That's where that money's going to be dumped from. It is what it is. So, in essence, those that have supported her campaign are, are paying for it, but it is what it is. She would not be able to do that as a layperson, Okay. I mean, do you really believe the fact that the mayor went to the French Riviera or recently to Amsterdam will make her a better mayor? I mean, honestly, or entice visitors to New Orleans? Come on. I mean, the job is the job, and you've got to do the job. You've got to stay home, clean up the trash on our streets, get the garbage picked up, deal with the panhandlers and the homeless on our streets, okay? Uh, you know, the fixing the broken infrastructure, making New Orleans a safer city where, the, where you and me, okay, okay. us that live here, uh, can, can enjoy our great restaurants, our great bar, our great culture. Go out there and see a band and not have to worry about, again, trying, trying to get home before dark. I mean, ridiculous now that as a, as a New Orleanian, you've got to consciously think about, well, do I want to go do this? When in the past, oh, such and such is playing at that club? Let's go. Oh, that restaurant? Yeah, we're going right now. Let's go. You want to grab a drink? Yeah, I'll meet you at that bar. Now you've got to consciously think about it. Wait, okay, where am I going to park the car? What do I want to do? Okay, that, that's unnecessary. Okay, that's not something we should not be dealing with. But again, we got a, we, you know, we, we got a fear of carjackings, break-ins, robberies, murder. If she was doing her job that she was elected to do, uh, then, then that wouldn't be an issue, okay? 
But again, you're not going to accomplish that with again all expense uh, all expenses taxpayer paid vacations, which is what she's on and what she's been doing. She did it again this week. It's mind blowing. I'm going to Amsterdam. How does that help the city? At the end of the day, and anyway, she's a term limited mayor. So how that's going to help us? And it, 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 it it's, it, it's mind blowing. The other thing is now living in a city owned apartment at the Upper Pontalba building, rent free. Are you kidding me? Rent-free. I'd like to live rent-free. Would you like to live rent-free? We'd all like to live rent-free. Look, we may be the second coming of Gotham City with our crime and political corruption, but the mayor isn't given a mansion to live in. She has to handle her own accommodations in terms of, of her living accommodations. She has a home in Broadmoor. She should be living there, not in the Oprah Pantabla apartments rent-free. Okay? Now we've got two elected officials who have clearly failed at their jobs, okay, that are teaming up now to take away uh, Councilmember Moreno's uh, uh, um, OPP, uh, Paris Prison uh, Deputy, Bodyguard and Driver. Why? Because it's a political hit job. You're talking about Cantrell and Hudson, two of the worst public officials who should be spending time getting their own houses in order. They don't have time to play political hit games. With that said, even with that said, I'm on the record as this, okay? In my opinion, no elected official in the city of New Orleans should be getting a, uh, a full-time bodyguard slash uh, driver uh, that is, that is going to a, a, um, uh, either an, uh, a, para, uh, a sheriff's deputy or a New Orleans police officer. Okay? Um, this is, again, 24 hours a day is what these bodyguards are. 24 hours a day is what these drivers are. Okay? That they have to be available. Um, it's a perk that we can't afford New Orleans anymore, okay? Um, the citizens have to deal with the traffic. The citizens have to deal with the broken signal lights. The citizens have to deal with the detours because of unfinished infrastructure projects, okay? Possible criminal activity. So should public officials. The elected officials are no different, okay? This is a perk that we no longer can afford here in New Orleans to have, again, those that, 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 are, that are New Orleans police officers or or again, deputies within, within the parish prison now being assigned to City Hall to be a bodyguard and a driver. If, if there's no reason for it. And look, there, there is a precedent. There's a precedent for this. We have a shortest of manpower in, in, when it comes to the NOPD and OPP. Those guys, those men and women that, again, these bodyguards and drivers should revert back to, again, to, to what they originally had to do. Patrolling the streets of New Orleans for the, for the citizens or, again, making sure, again, that they're, they're, they're part of, uh, of keeping the citizens safe by keeping the inmates in jail. Marnie Filco, when he was a member of the city council, refused the bodyguard, refused the driver, and, look, he made out just fine. He got to his meetings on time. He wasn't carjacked. He was able to get through crowds. It's, again, it's a big facade, ladies and gentlemen. It's a perk that they want to have. So on, on top of no, I think the political hit is ridiculous, right? But at the same time, there's no way these individuals should be able to have uh, their own private bodyguard, their own private driver, and be available 24 hours a day. You kidding me? It's not, we don't get that perk. But the mayor's upset now. She's upset because she was busted for living in a rent-free rent in the Umpa Pantalban apartments. She's pissed at Moreno, as is Hudson. So they pull this amateurish... Uh, um, uh, political hit, you know, claiming that uh, Moreno's bodyguard was stalking the mayor uh, at the Upper Pentagon building. There's no evidence of a crime, okay, of, 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 of the stalking. The deputy was put on leave with no due process. Uh, if there is evidence of a crime, arrest him. He needs to be arrested for stalking. There is no evidence of a crime. This is purely a political hit. 
And then on top of that, what the mayor did this week in terms of calling out the recall effort. Keeps, they keep on throwing this out there for people who are not engaged, for people who are not paying attention, saying that this is a GOP-led uh, recall effort. That the, because why? The two of the biggest donors are, are members of the Republican Party? Let me say this right now. Boise Bollinger, who is one of the individuals they're talking about right now, the owner of Bollinger's Shipyard, again, gives to all campaigns. You know, here's the interesting thing. I didn't hear the mayor complaining when he broke off checks of $5,000 in, in her first campaign and then $5,000 in her second campaign, again, to help her get elected. She took that money willingly, even though he was a Republican. Okay? Now she's bitching because he, because he gave $10,000 to the recall effort? Again, I, I didn't hear her complaining about that. Okay? Uh, Rick Farrell, who owns Walk-On's Restaurant, gave $20,000 to the recall effort. You think he might be a little fed up what's going on in the city right now with his restaurants? You think he might be a little worried after, again, how she shut the city down during COVID in the name of public safety, when in essence is because, again, she allowed the police force to dwindle to the point that they couldn't patrol the city anymore and keep us safe? Come on. You think he's worried about his restaurants right now when it comes when he looks at the city the way it's being led? That's why he's giving up 20K. Got nothing to do with R or D. Got nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. Are you kidding me? You know, but yet, again, she spins this. Do you think New Orleans business owners want a better mayor rather than the train wreck that they have right now and want change? Well, it doesn't have to be about party, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day. Okay? It, again, this is pure Cantrell spin. The majority of the $63,000 has been raised for the recall effort have come from small donations from citizens. Two African-American citizens, okay, N native New Orleanians, New Orleans residents, started the recall effort. One of them worked with her in her office and saw again where, how, the, saw how the sausage was made and decided, I got, I got to do something, okay? That's the thing you should be concentrating on. She is the queen of petty corruption. Taking advantage of her position as mayor to enrich herself, free trips, free events, meals, and rent. You know, I say it all the time. She's the mayor that parties all the time. She's partying her way through her second term when she should be held accountable with the petty corruption that she's involved in. The enrichment that she's involved in from her office. She's taking advantage of being mayor, okay, for the enrichment and, and, and the, the perks of the job or manufacturing perks of the job. And at the same time, she's failing the citizens, she's failing the business owners in the city of New Orleans. Let me say this right now. There is no time for political retribution. There's no time for, in, time for infighting. There's no time for vacationing on, on, on the taxpayer's dime. It's time for transparency. It's time for hard work. And it's not time for amateurish behavior for the mayor and the sheriff right now, what they have been continued to display since they've been elected. I mean, this has been going on since they've been elected. They can't turn it around. It's time for a recall. Period. The end. You see him one with the mayor. You, again, very shortly, if Susan Hudson doesn't get her act together, she should be looking at a recall as well. So, again, ladies and gentlemen, be careful, again, where you're getting your information. I mean, this is just pure spin here. Uh, first of all, I'll go back and say it. No public official in 2022 should be given a bodyguard that is a, that is, that is a Long's police officer or, again, a sheriff's deputy. We are, we are down in the ranks on both. We, they need help, and there's no, there's no longer a necessary need for that. Okay? That was a perk that happened during the, during the Dutch Morial administration that has lasted, again, all the way to 2022. They need to do away with it. And the precedent is there from Marty Filco. And look, bottom line is, at this point, uh, the mayor needs to be held accountable. 
it, it's a it's a shame that we don't have again referendums like we like like we had like they have in some cases in, in in other states where we can get signatures together and 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 force things to, to be able to change because uh, we need to make sure we get rid of these political junkets. We get rid of again the perks of uh, of these bodyguards and these drivers, and more importantly, the mayor needs to move out of the Pentaba buildings unless she wants to ante up the three thousand dollars rent and back rent. There are no perks simply for being elected mayor. Do your damn job. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Ron Higgins of TigerDetails.com. We'll talk some uh, LSU with him. Uh, Don't forget, again, about my friends at uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. This upcoming half hour is brought to you by our friends at Mambo's. Three floors of the, again, I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine that's unlike any other. Magnificent cocktails made of some of the best mixologists we have in all the city. And then, of course, a beautiful restaurant. Dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard. they got a Bourbon Street balcony for you also to dine and have drinks on. Uh, you go upstairs to the third floor, the only Bourbon Street rooftop uh, uh, bar in the city. The sight lines are incredible. It's a perfect night out over at Mambo's for a night out with friends, romantic getaway, or maybe a delicious meal with family or friends. Maybe again, having your next event. Uh, when you finish there, you go right next door to the hideout bar where you've got uh, a courtyard setting where there's, there's uh, fantastic cocktails, live music, and also, also great food as well. Lunch and dinner served seven days a week at Mambo's. To find out more about Mambo's and also the hideout bar, go to mambonola.com. That's mambonola.com. Make your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the hideout bar. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. You might not have the biggest garage on the block, but with eBay Motors, there's 122 million parts right at your fingertips. Whatever you need, there's something that fits your vehicle. Air filters, tires, seat covers, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Delays are solid if you're traveling 10 eastbound from Loyola to Veterans, and then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are solid from Orleans to Canal. And delays pick back up 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady right at Canal Boulevard. And on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, delays are solid from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. In the meantime, delays are steady if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays steady if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And also look out for accidents Canal at South White, also South Carrollton at South Claiborne, also St. Charles Avenue at Napoleon and Wisner Boulevard at Lalong Drive. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brenner Traffic Center. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire. Family owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. Your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. They offer the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Also, again, wheels and tires of the 30 inches. Finance is available. AFC certified technicians with the same diagnostic whip you get at the dealership. You get all that at Southern Tire. Hickory Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Mentory, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. 
On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Tonight, the all-new CW series. Miss Walker. Abigail Walker. Walker, Independence. Never seen you in Independence before. I can't leave until I know why the sheriff murdered my husband. The West has never been so wild. Cal rustling, bank robbery, regular crime spree around here. The critics are raving. One hell of a ride. Have you hooked instantly? He deserves to die for what he did. Is that what your husband would want? Vengeance. Walker, Independence, tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada Restaurant, and also the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week, all are open late. Just have a great cocktail, a fantastic meal. Uh, maybe a little great music over and again on one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Ron Higgins, TigerDetails.com is joining us. Ron, I know I'm catching a bad time because it just popped up on my screen that Brian Kelly's talking live. So I won't keep you long, my friend. I did want to talk to you a little bit today about uh, the upcoming game against Florida. And, and what are your thoughts? I, look, I'm telling you, maybe I'm a little bit crazy here, Ron, uh, especially after last week's, again, thrashing by, by Tennessee. But I, I think LSU is going to hang with Florida, and I think they got a chance to win on Saturday. Well, they, they need to hang with them. And Florida, defensively, is not that good. And, and so LSU gets any kind of offense going, uh, they should be able to hang with Florida. I mean, they, their quarterback play is more ready than LSU's quarterback play. Uh, you, know, you really don't know what you're going to get game to game with Anthony Richardson. Uh, at least with Jane Daniels, you know you'll get some kind of offense. I mean, even if you're going to throw the ball downfield, you can get some offense out of him. Uh, and at LSU, will, you know, get some key people back off the of injury. Uh, that battle help. Uh, but it's just. Uh, it's tough to win it. This, this would be, I guess, four in a row. This would be tough to win four in a row against Florida. Sooner or later, you think the odds got to even out. But Florida's defense really has not been has not been very good this year. And that 
uh, I think the key for LSU is not to salt this truck, which it, it seems to be a problem for for them this year to not uh, just simply not salt this truck. It's been a, really a, a problem. As as far as the offensive line goes, look at Will Campbell's back, Bradford's back. What's the what's the prognosis on on Dellinger? Uh, Dellinger's out for like probably at least for the Alabama game. Uh, a second uh, degree medial collateral leg strain his knee. Uh, spring, uh, so he won't play this week. Uh, he probably won't play next week. Uh, doesn't have an open date. Then he play Alabama, so I think he'll he'll be back by the time he gets to Alabama. How do you think the uh, LSU defense is going to try to uh, try to control that Florida offense? I just, I mean, uh, listen, they, they play against a guy like him in practice and Daniels. I mean, they know what type of. Uh, Got they're getting. I mean, they'll be uh, this week. Being Brian Kelly says this will uh, still be a week where they can use Harold Perkins a lot when they didn't hardly use him last week. Apparently, they're playing an offense that suits Perkins' style. Uh, I, and I think Perkins is an ideal guy to spy Anthony Richardson. Uh, uh, I agree. Yeah, just an ideal guy to, to spy him. Uh, I still don't quite understand why he didn't play last week. I mean, I guess Me too. <laughs> if, they play, if, they, if they play a certain formation or a certain thing, uh, I guess you didn't want to put him in space with somebody and have him cover a wide receiver. Uh, maybe just protecting, you know, protecting him a bit from, from having, uh, I guess, having a bad game of losing confidence, which I can't imagine with that kid. Even if he makes a bad play, he feels like he'll make the next three. Uh, yep. But still, uh, I, th- I think it's a matter, really, I mean, with, with them – They've got a, they've got like two or three running backs. They run by committee. Uh, a couple of good receivers. One of them uh, was Jay Daniels, a receiver last year at Arizona State. Uh-huh. Uh, his primary target last year at Arizona State. So they got some weapon on the offense. But I mean, I, I think LSU's got to. This really has got to match them offensively, and I think they can because Florida again. Florida has not been. It hasn't been the Florida of of past years where you. Uh, well, you had really, really uh, – the defense was really, really strong. And this Florida defense, is, it's, it's not – you know, it's like it, – as a matter of fact, it's, third, uh, it's 12th in the SEC. Uh, it gives mm-hmm. it 420 yards a game. Uh, it's uh, almost last, it gives it 25 points a game. So it gives up a lot of, uh, a lot of points in offense. Uh, but LSU's got to take advantage of that. And LSU is simply – they cannot do, keep having uh, the king game problems uh, uh, and the penalties uh, in the king game and uh, all the stuff that's gone wrong for them. That, uh, this team has no margin of error, okay? LSU is not good enough to have a mar- that margin of error where they can overcome that stuff. Uh, so they need to tighten that stuff up. I mean, we're here, we're, we're, this is the seventh game of the year. We're still talking about it. Right. Uh, you hope. As you come down here toward the stretch, where you have a bunch of really, really hard games, uh, that that stuff gets tightened up because uh, uh, they need two more wins for bowl eligibility, and it's going to be tough against who they got left on their schedule. Ron, uh, it, we see the different right Brian Kelly last week going for it on fourth down. I don't want to say he was panicking, but again, it it uh, it, it, did, it seemed out of character. Um, what do you what did you make of that? Well, he talks about analytics and, and the analytics say blah, blah, blah. Uh, to me, I don't I, – I, I, honestly, I think he was 
I think he didn't want to. The, the last one was the fourth and ten or whatever it was. That was just stupid. Okay, let's just say it like it is. I mean, I mean, Daniels can't put a ball down ten yards down right. the field. Okay, right. and he knew they were going to blitz. So that was just, I mean, that was just crazy. Uh, the other two, I really feel like he has such a lack of confidence in his kicking game. Uh, you know, he talked about analytics. Analytics say I, I, what I say is. It, he didn't have any confidence in his kicking game whatsoever to do anything correctly. So why not go for it? Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I would have taken a field goal. I mean, I would have too. Uh, yeah, we, we, get some points on the board. You get some points on the board. And I mean, is he that afraid that you're going to miss a kick or get it blocked? Well, uh, basically, you just got to go do it and find out at that point. At that point, you need some points. Uh, yep. And, and you know, the other one. You know, I think it was, I didn't have a problem with the second one, but the third one was just, was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's just, and I'm, I'm, I'm tired of coaches talking about analytics, okay? Whatever yep. happened to a coach like coaching by his gut or having been in situations before and mm-hmm. realizing, okay, this should be, I really need to get some points here, okay? Uh, I, I know Tennessee scores a lot, and maybe this might, in the end might not be what I really need at this point. I mean, because they score touchdowns, but. I just got to get some points on the board and and, and get something out of this possession, uh, and that's all she's problem is it, it doesn't. If I, I, I tell you, what, I go back to I go back to 2018 when LSU had told Tracy. Now, if you remember mm-hmm. 2017, LSU's game was horrible, and even the possessions they they, they they drove on, they missed field goals, they didn't get points out of it. Well, in 2018, they get every possession they they, they drove on. Even though they didn't score touchdowns, they got points with the Cole Tracy. They they had a guy they could rely on and was going to get them points and get something out of possession. To me, I think it's key for this team is they, I mean if you get a field goal shot, try to field goal because you need, you need all the points you can get out of every possession you have. Every possession you have, you need points because you just don't know what you'll get out of your offense. So go for, take, take points or try to take points. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. you. Know, yeah, I, I, I just think he's, he has such a lack of confidence in the kicking game. He just went away completely. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you, do you like LSU this weekend, or you, you think Florida's going to take it? I think I, I think I pick Florida by like about four in this one. I just mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of lost confidence in. Look, LSU every week they have a players only meeting. So why? What does that mean? They talk about we got we got to get better. I think look Kelly's. I think he's he's even. Even though the decisions last week were, were not great, you know he keeps taking responsibility. And I, I got to coach these guys better. That's kind of coach speak for. These are the guys I got. I'm trying to coach them. Are they ever going right. to listen to me? This is what I'm stuck with, right? <laughs> yeah. Are, are they going to listen to me ever? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, I think he understands. You know, yeah, Jane Downs has limitations. Sure does. Yes. But I've got to work with him. I've got to. I got to work. And try to get a little bit better, and try to work with those limitations, and see if I can squeeze out wins with those limitations. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I think that's the way he feels, and uh, and yeah, LSU can easily win this week. You just never know. I just they they've, they've won so many over Florida lately when you didn't expect they would, like twenty twenty and and last yep. year. Uh, you figure, you know, the odds will 
even out too. Well, maybe maybe go later. maybe go in their favor. Yep, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, Ron, yeah. thank thank we approve, I'm up against the clock now. I thank you so much for your time as always at Ron Higg on Twitter and of course TigerDetails.com. Uh, we'll check in with you soon. All right, Eric. Take care. I'll see you. There you go. That's Ron Higgins. I'm Eric Asher. We'll be right back. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Tonight, the all-new CW series. Miss Walker. Abigail Walker. Walker, Independence. Never seen you in Independence before. I can't leave until I know why the sheriff murdered my husband. The West has never been so wild. Cal rustling, bank robbery, regular crime spree around here. The critics are raving. One hell of a ride. Have you hooked instantly? He deserves to die for what he did. Is that what your husband would want? Vengeance. Walker, Independence, tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Tonight, the all-new CW series. Miss Walker. Abigail Walker. Walker, Independence. Never seen you in Independence before. I can't leave until I know why the sheriff murdered my husband. The West has never been so wild. Cal rustling, bank robbery, regular crime spree around here. The critics are raving. One hell of a ride. Have you hooked instantly? He deserves to die for what he did. Is that what your husband would want? Vengeance. Walker, Independence, tonight. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. 
Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code IMPACT at checkout. That's harrys.com, code IMPACT. Enjoy! All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks to Gary Smith, Les East, uh, Ross Jackson, Ron, Ron Higgins, also uh, Rudy back at studio. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, thanks to sponsors sponsor our program. Coming up next, Life Resources, Bottom Line Sports Hour with Ken Trahan. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher from the Dog Kid to the Governor. That includes the man. They all got to go. Broadcast.